This is Death Before Dishonor. I'm Genesee. My character is Xanatari. She's a good aligned Kalishtar war priest. I'm Daniel. This symbol is renowned for being associated with the Rod of Orcus, the artifact that I'm after. I'm Eric. My, my name is, is Cesar. I was a, a slave worker for the uh, undead armies of Thay for 75 years. And I'm Tinzian. Shall we start this over again? One of the beauties of D&D. Can't end the story. Goes anywhere you want it. I'm Florian. And I am the bell what tolls at what midnight. <laughs> and this is Death Before Dishonor. Today is Friday, August 1st, and this is episode 154 in a weekly series following a group of friends playing Dungeons and Dragons. I'm really into Christopher Cross lately, so sorry. You're going to hear the sailing song every single time we stream this today. So anyway, uh, last week or five minutes ago, Tinzian was talking to us and we were learning more about Carl. So I will let him sum that up for you. Dungeon Master, you are a go. Episode 7 of the Kalish Tar series. Uh, Carl has learned, is starting to learn a little bit more insights about these memories that he is uh, blocked from seeing. The party has also started to learn some things about uh, Carl as well. Cesar has saved literacy for at least a few people within the city by helping to fix a printing press. The and Bible is so excited. Sorry. Essentially, right now, Xanatari and Carl are with Tim Todd, the memory king or memory manager, who knows. But um, they're out on the training field where Cesar and Xanatari first laid eyes on Carl. And um, so far, a few training dummies have been blown up. And Carl is standing before a metal training dummy while Xanatari and Tim Todd are having a talk and uh, Cesar is being sent for to be found and brought here. So I will kick off this time because Cesar's uh, Skype connection is working. I'll kick off with him. Hello. You've managed to somewhat uh, improve the conditions around the machine. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and uh, things are going full tilt. Anything else you want to do before somebody comes and gets you? Uh, well, I mean, he's not, you know, he's not. he doesn't have a vested interest in making sure this thing is in tip-top shape. He's just trying to, you know past the time, so he'll just, you know, sort of poke around, you know, without trying to interrupt their work, you know, allow them to continue to print as as they seem to be interested in doing, obviously. Um, mm -hmm. You know, so, you know, not doesn't want to shut everything down and start doing a massive overhaul of the whole thing, which he could do, and has to fight that urge, but um, he's just gonna, you know, poke around here and there and see if there's any uh, minor tweaks he can make at this point. Okay. Uh, but basically, he's just waiting for them to be done in his, you know, as far as he's aware, they're still, you know, clearing out Genesis' brain, or, or Xanatari's brain, so. Okay. Um, the last major discovery that you're able to work on is, uh, you've been hearing all these shouts about more blue, more blue. Uh, you find near the back of the machine that there is a leak, and it is sort of spewing blue ink um, into, deeper into the machine. Nice. And you might be able to tie that off and kind of improve things. He pulls out a, the chewing gum he's been working on and just sort of plugs it in the hole. Okay. 
there's kind of a gurgling sound and the vein capillary whatever tube that the blue ink normally passes through suddenly fills up and you hear the printer from the front of the machine start screaming too much blue too much blue <laughs> and the kids kind of like scamper all over start scampering all over the machine um near the opening to this courtyard you see a messenger or at least one of the Kalash tar that's looking around spies you and starts to wave you over all right he'll uh wipe uh wipe his now blue inky hands on the back of the nearest ragamuffin and uh (laughs) head over to the messenger okay the messenger informs you that uh, your companions await you at the training field. Um, there appears to be something going on. He's not quite sure what. But uh, judging from his facial expressions and everything else, it does not appear to be, for once, a summons to calamity. Okay. He'll uh, start heading off and then realize he doesn't remember exactly where that is. And so he, is, he says, uh, oh, and, um, which way is that? Um, the... Kalishtar offer to uh, guide you out to the field. All right, lead the way. Okay. So, uh, you will be arriving pretty much as this next part starts to happen, and you're allowed onto the field if you wish, but... uh, Xanatari, Hmm? you're standing there. You've sort of seen um, Carl decimate a couple training dummies. He's putting dents into metal... Any thoughts currently as to what you're seeing um, that might strike you of of note? Uh, I don't think she's seen anything like this, and he doesn't seem to have any magical ability that she's getting off of him. And he doesn't appear to be as strong as he obviously is, so... Uh, no, she has not encountered like any half-orcs, and I guess she can go through the Kalishtar memory and see that they're notoriously uh, thought of as, you know, more of a violent, sort of angry race, so. Mm-hmm. But no, I mean, she's never seen anything like this. Okay. Um, Carl, as they are talking, what are you up to? Um, you would have taken another few kicks uh, half-heartedly at a dummy, this time, maybe begin to sweat a little bit and feel more comfortable about the situation and even slightly begins to having some fun with this and <laughs> <laughs> trying uh, giving more more um, body motion into his blows and not only doing it with fists and feet but also, maybe running up sometimes to the target a little bit and punching it, and yeah, so he seems somehow to enjoy this without yet uh, giving it everything he has. Okay. Um, during one of your particularly flashy kicks, as you're having fun and mid-stride, uh, following one of the blows, um, the necklace that you wear comes popping out from underneath your, whatever you're wearing. Oh, Carlford, uh, stop medicine's motion and, uh, grasp at the necklace and shove it into his collar and 
looking around to make sure that nobody has picked up on that. Uh, Zenitari, would you roll a perception check, please? Look at my perception. Nineteen. Okay. You are, um, since you are in a heightened sense of awareness, because there's, uh, you know, Carl is out here, and for what you've seen, you see the necklace come flying out, and Carl obviously trying to pull a fast one by trying to stuff it back down his shirt. Okay. Well, Xanatari's already seen him grasp this necklace earlier at the uh, kind of haunted inn uh, area that when that happened and she's already curious and she's already asked him like what it is and he kind of said like he didn't want to show it or whatever um but obviously it's important and considering that he'd like to rifle through her most private thoughts and is asked to do so uh she would feel comfortable enough to walk up and you know ask you know uh Ask him, you know, seeing that, seeing him be interrupted in the mid-swing, and just say, you know, what's wrong? It look, it looks like, uh, and you stopped. Why did you stop? Oh, it's it's uh, nothing. Um, I think uh, my 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 um bell just uh unbuttoned itself. Though I better fix it before someone looks at me funny. Um, <laughs> <laughs> while still uh, grasping at a collar on underneath his, his robes and trying to make sure it doesn't slip out again. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to remember exactly what Carl said last time when she asked about his necklace and how he reacted. Like, I'm, I'm not sure what the wording was that he used. Um, saying, like, I don't want to see that, or he, it says he had has bad memories and he didn't want to look at it, I think is what he had said. Uh, so, and she's going to ask, like, I see that your necklace is, is falling out again, and you had mentioned that you have bad memories associated with it. Have you tried to use your new crystal and your new techniques that you're learning from Tim Todd, Memory Master, to see if you can solve those memories? Ooh, I don't know if this works because, uh, as I said, I think there's someone, another Carl inside my head, and his memories would be his memories, not mine. So some, sometimes I don't think this is really my necklace, but I have to wear it anyway. Uh, I don't know if I could access these memories because I don't think they belong to me. You're going to access my memories. Yes, but you are standing right here and you are real. I think the other Carl is not as real as you. Hmm. Maybe we should talk to Tim Todd about the other Carl. Um, Tim Todd is looking intrigued and surprised at this. He has not seen the necklace and just suddenly is kind of like looking back and forth between the two of you somewhat curiously. Um, Cesar, the memory master, glances your way as uh, you arrive. Mm-hmm. Um, it's whatever distance you want from the group, uh, acknowledging your presence, but then, uh, looks towards Carl and goes, I don't understand what you guys are talking about. Is there something going on that happened before? 
I would oh. look at Tim Todd and say, Carl feels like he has to wear this necklace and like he doesn't have a choice. And he has some strange memories associated with it. Maybe you want to talk to him. Hmm. Um, may I see the necklace? Uh, Carl would <laughs> look around nervously. Going, uh, then maybe, but, but you, you know I'm not violent. Yes, because this necklace, it looks like it belongs to a very violent person, and that's not me. I just wear it for this violent person because he requires this of me. So could you go over here so that I could just uh, show this necklace just to you? Um, Tim Todd walks over, and how he walks, he is not afraid of Carl. He is taking Carl at his word that he is not a a violent uh, violent being. And so, uh, walks up to him and looks at him kind of expectantly. Do you still have the crystal with you, by the way? I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> the rod? The rod crystal? Yeah. I think Carl uh, dropped it or laid it when he asked about Sanitari's crystal. Okay. Very good. Um... Okay, so he asks. He asks to see the necklace. So uh, Carl would cup, uh, cup his hands around the necklace and, well, tr uh, maybe trying to shield it from a uh, sanitarius fuse and show um, Todd the necklace. And I think Todd would recognize that it's made up of human teeth. Okay. Um. He looks at the item for a while. He doesn't try to touch it, but he looks up at Carl and goes, who do they belong to? Oh, I'm, I'm not too sure. They, um, I, I found them after a, a thing I don't really remember. I woke up and I had them in my hands, so I... I think I found them somewhere and decided to maybe keep them around to give them back or something. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, but why do you need to wear them? Because I'm not too sure about it, but maybe sometimes I have the feeling that I have got another Carl in my head and that maybe... He uh, somehow uh, collected them without the previous owners really wanting to. So I have to wear them that I can, well, either uh, give them back at one time or um, at least um, telling this, this other Carl inside my head that he already has enough keys and don't have to collect more. Okay. Um, he asks you quite honestly, uh, do you want us to hold on to, being the Kalish Tar, do you want us to hold on to the necklace in case this other Carl comes through the town? Ooh, uh, uh, no, I think it's better if, if I wear it so the other Carl knows that we have enough. Uh, we, uh, I, 
this other Carl, he doesn't have a body. He's just sometimes in, inside my head and hides from me. Hmm. Um, you came here to learn about yourself, correct? Yes. We're not going to be able to help you much more unless you let us understand this other Carl. Oh, okay, if you really have to, uh, well, I think that's what, uh, what I came here to. Yes, you're, you're probably right, and he seems very nervous about this, and looks to the ground, and looks at his hands, and <laughs> seems very uncomfortable, uh, uncomfortable right now. Okay. Um, he turns and looks at Xanatari, and he goes, it is a necklace of what appears to be human teeth. Carl goes, <laughs> It's sort of like he's, he's taken the long, the long stylus from a blackboard like a college professor. Tap. This is a necklace. Tap. This is human teeth. Today, we're going to combine them with physics and make a space shuttle. Kind of, you know, it's, it's, it's a matter-of-factly, almost educational sense of we are presenting, we are presenting, we are presenting, kind of deal. Okay, uh, Zentai would look shocked, but also slightly uh, satisfies her curiosity because he had said that this necklace looks like it belongs to a violent person, and she wasn't sure how a necklace could look violent. But now that makes sense. Um. Very good. Cesar, any uh, reactions from the peanut gallery? Um, he isn't sure, you know, he hasn't really asked what's going on yet. He's not sure if this is still part of whatever they were doing before. So he's kind of, uh, he's not, you know, he's, he's right there. He didn't, you know, stand back or anything. So he's just kind of uh, catching up, you know, and getting sort of what he can from the conversation, inferring things. He's yet to, uh, to step in. Mm-hmm. Um, Carl, Tim Todd asks you if he may touch the necklace. And he, he, he pulls out another smaller crystal, probably about the size of a pillbox. Um, he looks from the corners uh, at his eyes to Sanitari, uh, looks again uh, to Todd and says, oh, okay, but please don't tell anybody about a, ne a necklace again. I, uh, they, they don't want to hear it. I'm sure of it. He, Tim Todd kind of stops and puts his hands on his shoulders and he goes, we're all very interested as to who and what you are. We are uh, understanding. And we're all here to, to help you. This is what you wanted, was, was assistance. Um... What I want to do is I want to secure this box of crystal around the necklace. So it would look like a kind of a big gem, like a, like a toothbrush holder kind of thing. Do you know the old style toothbrush holders? It'd kind of clip around and seal the necklace. Oh, you mean so that people couldn't look at it anymore? Oh, yes, do so, please, please. Okay. That's a good idea. Um, as he reaches out and he takes the, um, the necklace, and 
and tries to figure out how to do this. Uh, would you say that the links of the necklace are strong or weak? Uh, rather weak. He, at the time he made this, he hadn't uh, had too much resources to make a strong one. Okay. So it's, I think, mostly of. Um, <laughs> not too sure about it. Yeah, some thread he uh, curled up his uh, himself. May maybe even his own hair. Okay. Um, you were able. To, he, he makes sure, sort of like he's playing with a with a time bomb of some kind. But he's very careful with trying to move the teeth and the necklace around so he can get this. And despite being careful and not feeling a tug. Uh, there was like a fray or something in the necklace, and there's not even a, there's not even enough material to hear a snap. But suddenly, the teeth, with the exception of one that he's holding in his fingers, Tim Todd's holding in his fingers, um, suddenly kind of falls down your chest to the ground. Cowl scream! Oh no! And and scrap at the ground and trying to collect them and shove them again, at least into his palm, so the people can can look at them. Okay. Um. The Tim Todd looks kind of mortified, and as best as possible, he places one of the teeth within the the, the crystal thing. Uh, Carl would then, well, um, maybe even try to uh, pull the whole box out of um, uh, Todd's hands and then shove the rest of them into there. Okay. Um, he lets the box go. It doesn't uh, seem to change in any sort of way, but um, you can you can get them shoved in. But uh, as far as that goes, so you've got you've got them in the box. I'm out of character. We may wind up editing this thing. I'm not sure at this point how much more or how to provoke Carl, based on mm -hmm. I've already knocked the necklace inadvertently out off of his out of his control. So I'm not sure with the direction on. On that. Um. Okay. Oh, um, I thought that this box itself would be some kind of memory thing that would specifically induce the memories of how these, these artifact was created into Carl. So I was hoping that at the moment uh, at, that he was holding the box and that he's, he would have a, a involuntarily flashback. Okay, so go ahead then and uh, go ahead and describe your your flashback. Right. At um, the moment he closes the box, he looks inside his hands, his eyes go, go wild, he takes a deep breath and closes his eyes and inside his, um, his mind he feels the, the pain of getting kicked between his buttocks and into his head very rapidly. And at this moment, this is something he slightly recalls, but consciously he doesn't recall the next seconds. But holding this box, he does. And he hear, in his memories, he hears himself roar and 
lash out at whoever kicks him and uh, punching people in the head rapidly, throwing them around. And uh, this, um, while he uh, records his memories, the others um, in the training field may hear him, him scream out and and panting and grasping his head. And at one time he lets go of the box um, and trying to stump it into the ground, sh uh, shaking his whole body, uh, sweat on his brow. He looks at the, the training dummies, takes a very deep breath and um, makes a motion to, to shoo everybody around him away <laughs> and says, sorry, I have to do this now. By the way, um, the strength of things will probably carry whatever the mental image is over Xanatari's mind link, not as an attack, but you would you both would catch kind of flashes of what's going on here. Okay. Um, she's definitely going to be alarmed by this and sort of give herself space, possibly even draw her sword. But be concerned for him, too, because in, in his mind he's being attacked. Okay. Cesar? Um, Cesar is uh, less concerned for him and more concerned for himself, so he'll, at this point, step back a bit. Um... Uh, I don't think he'll draw a weapon, but he'll uh, just be on the ready and you know put a little bit of distance between him and the crazy half-orc. Okay. All right, Cesar. Uh, sorry, um, Carl, the uh, floor is back to you. Okay, so this uh, natural 20 I haven't rolled, <laughs> I'm going to use it now, and Carl is... Take another deep breath... Uh, Raises his palms to to the sky, lets out a roar, and with all his power, crunches the uh, punches the sand beneath him, compacting it. Um, takes two chunks out of the ground uh, that was previously sand, but is now like compacted into stone shards. He spins around, uh, a full <laughs> 360 degrees, lets out another roar, and throws them. Uh, these like icicle shapes, um, chunks of, of compactified sand at the target, uh, repeatedly. So he, let's say he has got uh, five of them in his hands. He throws, uh, two at a target, uh, while the others, uh, still, are still, um, other icicle shaped things still, uh, let's say, <laughs> hanging in midair. He crests another them and throws them at a few targets that are a few paces, uh, paces away, potentially shearing through them. Okay. What is on? What is the name of the ability on your sheet? It's called Steel Avalanche. Okay. Pretty much, um, Danatari and Cesar, you see him take this uh, metal training dummy destroy it utterly. Um, it's sort of like stone throwing dagger type deals at this point, but he also obliterates far more um, impressively than just kicking and punching. The other uh, training dummies destroys those as well. 
Okay, uh, definitely stepping back. Letting him seem, have his does, tantrum. Yeah, does it seem to be uh, random? Or is it extremely intentional, the, uh, this, this destruction that he's wreaking? What thing is what seem intentional? So he wouldn't, he would throw, um, at the dummies, but, uh, not randomly. So, as, unless he would, uh, miss something, I don't think there would to be, uh, to be too much of collateral damage, um, except for the other dummies. So it just looks, it looks very intentional. Yes. Okay. Okay. Having completed the maneuver, what then, Carl? He would stand there, uh, panting, looking around everybody and say, oh, oh, oh sorry, this was Sierra Carol, but uh, he, he's gone now uh, for, uh, for a long time, so uh, I'm, I'm, I'm me again. Hi, everybody. I hope you are not shocked. I'm not like this all the time. Tim Todd uh, walks over and kind of pats you on the shoulder again and then looks towards um, Cezarin Zanatari. Uh, yeah, Zanatari's having um, second thoughts about taking Carl with her for sure and just kind of looking at Tim Todd now uh, with sort of bafflement uh and just kind of raising her eyes, like, is there an explanation for this? Because I've never seen, I mean, he's been here for two years and nothing like this has happened. What, you know, what's going on? Because Tim Todd's so calm about everything, he should be running and, and, and dismayed. Tim Todd um, kind of shrugs and goes... We cast him away for so little an offense, and he bit his time, he was doing his things, but he was persecuted for uh, just being different. He asked for our help, and this is where our help has led him to understand, hopefully a little bit more about himself, but clearly he's a lot more powerful than um, even he knew about. You know, what 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 do we do with him now? It's he clear he clearly didn't skewer me with uh, one of those. He just kind of waved his hands towards the training dummies. Um, I don't think he's a a threat, but I don't know if he's being stifled either. By himself or the environment, I'm not. I'm not sure which. He seems so divided between, you know, nice Carl and crazy Carl. Uh, why would one person be two people? He's a product of a very isolated upbringing. To, you know, he's ad he's admitted to him. He's admitted uh, he's had very little contact with others. So the basis of who and how he is is kind of very form very limited. He has, doesn't have much to understand the world with. So, you know, this is his way of dealing with that, I think. Okay. Um, well, 
why should we take him with us? He's very unpredictable. He's slightly dangerous. He seems like a nice guy. I'd like to help him recover his memories. But at any given time, he could kill us in our sleep. Yeah, I mean, is 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 that something that can be controlled or or focused? Because if so, that's it could be extremely useful. He, he doesn't really say that to anybody in particular. Just makes it audible to everybody. He kind of sideways glances at Carl. Carl would still look at his feet. Uh, it is uh, feet looking somewhat ashamed about about himself and uh, then at one pace uh, wander over to the cemetery and uh, say oh, ex- uh, please excuse me miss I'm really not I, at least I thought I wasn't a violent person there's nothing wrong with violence when it's appropriately controlled, and in a battle, it would be great if we were in the middle of a battle and you did that. Oh, I'm sure that if I have to do this again to, to protect uh, someone, or even myself, against someone who was uh, clearly trying to, to kill someone, I think I could do this again. Is it like. something that could happen, you know... If you didn't want it to, or you know, randomly, I think that's what we're mostly concerned with: is is that it could, you know, could that could you do that without controlling it? Like, say, right now in ten seconds, would you just flip out and maybe kill all three of us right here? I don't like the color blue. <laughs> Cold. <laughs> well, um, be um, obviously very exhausted and and. Still panting and said, "No, no, I'm, I'm sure of it. I, I know I had to do this, but I, I also uh, was sure that I, I made sure that I didn't hurt anyone." That is true. He did only take out the dummies. Good point. Yeah, it definitely did seem very, very focused and controlled. Hmm. Tim Todd um, kind of holds his hand out towards um, Carl and goes, may I have the box, please? Sealed um, as it is. Oh, oh, okay, uh, at this point, Carl would uh, pass him the box. Okay. Um, Tim Todd takes the box. It has the teeth in it. And clearly, as if you know, it was a cigarette case or something that he owned, um, takes it and just kind of tucks it into a pocket and um, starts to walk off towards uh, Danatari and Cesar. And he goes, as far as... <coughs> as far as why you came back to the city, um, you're... Your business is complete, and um, it is your choice as to whether or not he goes with you. If if he does, then that is one thing. If he does not, we will try to find others to to match him with, because we feel that he needs to grow beyond just these places he calls a residence. Um, nothing will be thought negatively towards you. 
and you can tell he's quite sincere with that. That you know, there's not like a you must do this or you failed the city deal. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's clear that he feels that to the point that he is able to, the Kalashtar have honored their request to Carl by putting him on a path and at least figuring out if he is inherently hiding something of a malicious nature. Okay. They've kind of, they've kind of, they kind of got him over that first speed bump. Um, but whether or not you guys want to take him along is entirely up to you or leave him to his own fortunes is entirely your call. Okay. Uh, as I try to look at Cesar, she's willing to do it. He's interesting. And, you know, if he could control this, he could be a big asset to the party. We have an opening. We have a gap. Um, better to travel in a group. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I, to be honest, I don't feel particularly threatened by him. Uh, maybe that's ignorant of me, but uh, I, uh, I I don't think it could hurt. And uh, yeah, I don't I don't know what uh, what else we've got planned currently. So why not? Okay. So Zanchari turns back to Tim Tim Todd and Carl and says, Carl, would you like to come with us when we leave the city? We have further adventures and uh, can head back to possibly to uh, our town of Winterhaven, or maybe explore some other areas. Oh, Carl would uh, have a bright look in his face and maybe uh, blows his nose inside uh, to his uh, uh, sleeve on his coat. <laughs> oh, 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 yes. Uh, oh, yes. Thank you. I, I was, uh, you know, somewhere hoping to do this because I know you are heroes and I want to, to, to look what uh, stuff you, you do and want to have... Yes, I think I want to have adventures, and I'm 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 very happy. I feel like I could 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 hug, hug someone. Could could I hug <laughs> one of? Zanatari <laughs> <laughs> pushes Tim Todd within range of Carl. Okay. <laughs> um, question for you, Zanatari. Uh huh. Is your answer of taking him along sincere? Yeah, of course. Okay, Cesar, you taking him along is it sincere? Yes. Okay. Um, despite the hug fest, Xanatari, do you let him have access to the crystal? Not yet. Okay. Alrighty. With that, um, we will pick up in the next episode the departure from town towards Winterhaven. But I would like to congratulate um, Cesar and Zinatari. You have completed the second step on the Path of the Immortals quest that you are on in the Ways of the Ignorant. So you have... Uh, ways of the Ignorant. It mm-hmm. sounds like about right. <laughs> Speaking of Ways of the Ignorant, what was the first step? <laughs> <laughs> the the first the first step was uh, you taking the um, the drow and saving the drow that were in the undercity when you blew everything up and sort of brought Winterhaven back and uh, restored restored the drow to a degree of civility or at least this group. So you sort of took what is a known fact and turned it on its ear that uh, there are drow that are. You know, not uh, homicidal maniacs that you're aware of, unless they're 
doing weird stuff while you're away. Okay, we'll still see if that's the downfall of Winterhaven, but... Um, but in essence, the, the, the culmination of all those episodes up to that point, uh, with Carl, there's a tie-in there, so you've sort of taken that that next step, and I think I'll have to go back and find the episode where you completed the first one. I think that there was a bonus that gets parceled out uh, Yay. in this thing. So Ignorance plus two! <laughs> so, congratulations. Um, a, a major story arc completed, so this will be the last of the Kalashtar series. Okay. With that, unless anyone has anything else to say, Cesar... We have vacation now for two weeks, I believe, but no one will know because the episodes will continue to come out. Three weeks, but uh, there'll be a one-week lag where there'll be no episode. Because we've been busy tonight and ignoring sleep. Yes. Especially Carl, who's yeah, especially probably Carl. on nine cups of coffee by now and is going to go <laughs> down the block. He did have Mountain Dew. Yeah, a whole bottle of fake Mountain Dew. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's 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 going to be out making many a cuckoo clock with the Black Forest uh, pine trees. So, mm. uh, Carl, do you have anything to finish up with? Oh, um, in character or out of character? <laughs> um, out of character at this point. Oh uh, no, I'm well. I'm very happy that you uh, let me stay around for another time. I had much fun. I hope my accent isn't too fighting. So, oh, I, I hate my the. It's it's. Ah, I think I can speak my th very fluently, except for the word the itself. It's <laughs> it just, annoying. It doesn't bother. It's okay. Me. It's not used that much, so. <laughs> <laughs> so for those who are uh, unfamiliar to listening to accents and all that other stuff, thank you for listening to these last episodes. Uh, <laughs> entire you, show has always had accents from day like day one practically. You yeah, better be this, familiar, audience. This 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 is this is this is this, this is the strongest one so far. That's so true. thank you for giving Florian and uh, this opportunity to this point um, to come and join us and to play a character. And even though his accent is strong, he's done a lot of work behind the scenes, and we appreciate that to try and bring you the listeners as best a. Uh, translation or accent is possible, so we appreciate that. Uh, he Santa- needs to say it now. He needs to say, this is how we say goodbye in Germany. He needs to say it. <coughs> Alright. Uh, auf Wiedersehen und gute Nacht. Alright. <laughs> Thank you for listening. You can find out more at deathd4dishonor.com. Find us on iTunes, obviously at deathd4, and on Twitter at deathd4, surprisingly enough. Uh, <laughs> Please take a listen to the Great Area Podcast, which is Genesee.com, and hang out for our worldwide adventure in three weeks. Bye.